0: Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki.
1: Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888 8, 8, 8, This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie the podcast where you learn I learn we all learn about how to build an online business with an authority blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host Leslie Samuel the authority blogger from learningwithleslie.com and I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm so excited today. I'm on the line with Adam Baker, the founder and owner of Debt.com. If you know anything about personal finance bloggers, you probably already know who he is. He started a journey in 2008 to get out of debt with his family and pursue a life of passion and purpose. He blogs over at manvorsdebt.com, has been featured on a number of media outlets including MSN, CNN Money, Fox Business, Time, and the list goes on and on. My goal is to find out how we can live a life of passion and purpose and to talk about uh, the latest project that he's working on entitled I'm Fine, Thanks. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today?
0: Uh, I'm doing amazing. And that was an, an awesome introduction. I'll try to live up to that uh, throughout, the, throughout the conversation. Hope, Thanks for having me,
1: man. I, I hope I didn't put too much pressure on you with that introduction.
0: Uh, I, like, I like a little bit of pressure. You like so a little bit fun. of
1: pressure. Yeah. Awesome. Let's make yeah. it happen then. So, hey, um, just in case there's somebody listening to this right now and they have no idea of, of, of who you are. Let's, can you tell me a little bit about who you are? Sure. So that
0: probably best goes back to how I got started online. Uh, And the story goes, it was about four years ago that I got started online. And my wife and I at the time were living a life that uh, wasn't in line with our values and certainly wasn't sustainable. Uh And unfortunately, wasn't very uncommon either. It was kind of what all of our friends and family were doing yep. at that time. Uh-huh. Most of our friends and family, uh, I was in real estate industry. So that's the background I came, I come from, I failed out of college, but I started to become successful in the real estate industry. I was just working 80 to hundred hours a week running mm-hmm. my own property management company, which is crazy. And my wife was a new teacher. She had graduated and was in her first year of teaching. And we decided that that would be a good time to get pregnant, married and, uh, well, married first, then pregnant <laughs> and, and introduce a child into this world when uh-huh. we had no idea what we were doing. Uh-huh. So, um, when we brought Milligan, my daughter home from the hospital, uh, we finally had the clarity to sit down and ask ourselves, is this sort of path that we're on congruent with where we want to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we making our choices, you know, ourselves or are we, or, or are we just kind of living life sort of that comes at us by somebody else's script? And we decided that, um, It wasn't and that we wrote down a list of things that we wanted to do and to make it sort of more aligned with our values. And at the time that was in the next year, we wanted to pay down $18,000, sell all of our stuff and backpack a year overseas with our daughter in Australia. So we set this goal, Leslie, not knowing what uh, WordPress was, not knowing what Twitter was, not knowing uh, even how to set up a blog or anything like that. We set this goal for ourselves. Uh And about six months into the journey – uh or so I had been reading hundreds of personal finance blogs. Mm-hmm. Hundreds, mm-hmm. because that's how addicted I was to to kind of making this come true for us. And uh, I said, you know what? What if I started my own? And if I started my own, I would just put all my information out there. I wouldn't care what people think. Uh-huh. I would just share the ups and the downs and I'd tell people what we were making and how much debt we had and um and so I finally got brave one night to start this process and I stayed up all night uh, through the night and Uh the next morning I had a little website and it was called man versus debt. And, uh, that was the start of a radical new world uh, for myself and my family now,
1: now, let back, me, let me, back let me about three and a half this, years ago. Let me ask you this question. Okay, you, you, you guys you brought your daughter home and you're sitting down and you're having this discussion um, in terms of where you want to go in life, in terms of what you want to do, and in terms of whether the things that you were doing at that time were in line with helping you to accomplish your goals. What was the thing that... What was the thing that made you guys said, okay, this is not what we want to do? Let's go backpacking. Like, what was it? What was the train of thought behind that?
0: Um, well, it was a, it was probably about a four hour discussion okay. that night. But I can tell you the catalyst was now we have somebody else in our life. Okay, like it was literally the day that we brought Melgan home from the hospital. Mm. Like that night mm-hmm. when we sat there we finally got her to sleep, right? Uh-huh. And the conversation was basically what do we want for I guess our family? You know what I mean? What uh-huh. do we want now that there's another person? It was almost Leslie, this sounds bad, but it was like we were content being complacent and kind of just blah with each other. Uh-huh. But once we introduced uh, another person came in and kind of shook up the uh the equation, we just stepped back and it just I don't know. It's just what you, you, I kind of do that several Uh times throughout life. You kind of step back and you're like, wait a second, is this really what I want? And most of the time you get sucked right back in, Uh you know, you get, you get sucked right back into the daily grind. You don't have time to reflect. You don't have the clarity to reflect, but for whatever reason that night we did. And, um, we just said, if we could do anything, what would we do? And we were Mm. like, well, we want to travel. Like, ah, that's okay. what we want to do right now uh-huh. Um, at at that point in our life. And we said, well, what is it going to take for us to be able to spend a year overseas? And we're uh-huh. like, well, we can't have any of this consumer debt that we've got ourselves into. And we certainly can't have this apartment full of crap that mm-hmm. we no longer really want. It's uh-huh. <laughs> like we, we can't travel and have a have a nice apartment back here in the States. Like, we can't do both. But if we got rid of all of our stuff and if we got rid of the debt, then could we travel? And we were kind of like – well, maybe, maybe we could, and we started then setting our goals based around that.
1: Gotcha. You know, this is something that I'm very interested in. Uh, well, for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is we're expecting our first child, um, and we're congratulations. Very, thank you very much. We're very excited about that. She's, uh, the child is due in November, end of November. And one of the things that uh, you hear a lot of is once you have that child that is it it is <laughs> over that traveling that you've been talking about you you better do that before you have that child was, was there some of that trepidation with you guys in terms of were you hesitant because you know you have a, a youngster now and you're not sure what all is involved with that but now you're going to be traveling into unknown places what was that like?
0: Sure. There was a little bit of that, right? Like if I told you, Oh no, we didn't care. Like th- I'd be lying. Uh-huh. So there was a little bit of uh hesitation. And, uh, one of our goals was we needed some time to pay off our debt and to sell our things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we said, we're going to wait, we're going to make this goal happen over the next year. Okay. And we figured that a year would give us enough time where if there, if Milligan had any, you know, complications or extra attention or anything that she needed, that we could figure that out. And adjust our goal, and uh, it would give us a year to figure out what the heck we were doing as parents—at uh-huh. least a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still haven't figured that out four years later, but um, you know, it seemed reasonable enough at the time, and it would let Milligan be old enough where she could, you know, travel. What we thought was, you know, safely, I guess, uh-huh. okay. which is kind of funny because people travel with all sorts of ages of kids and and babies. And, and I guess what really helped us was finding out online there's a whole community mm. of like traveling families. There's lots of examples. We're not the only person that's ever traveled with a baby overseas, right? Like there's hundreds of families who are doing this and through them, through the power of the internet and being able to tap into their lives very quickly and see what they were doing. We, we shattered that whole impossibility thing. Most people say, Oh, it's impossible to go live in Australia with, with a baby. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's not impossible. It's actually not even that difficult. But the the thing that most people have is they have a mortgage and they have a house full of crap and they have a whole bunch of debt. And and it is much more unlikely to do that and keep your entire life here. But if you're willing to make sacrifices and you're willing to say – I'm going to get rid of this and then opt into this other lifestyle, then it's actually not that hard. Uh, Kids are much more flexible than we are. Uh So I found out the hardest person to travel with was myself. The second person, the hardest person to travel with was my wife and Milligan was far down the list. She was really easy to travel with. In fact,
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, that, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, because we do we, we love travel and we want to do much more than we have been doing in the past. And um, I, 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 I that concept of once you have that child, it's over. It just never resonated well with me. Um, and yeah. I don't like to go with what the status quo says or anything of that sort. So <laughs> it's good to yeah, know that there are others out there um, with the same type of mentality.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are. Of course, it's a little bit harder, right? Yeah. There are some concerns you have to have, but to say it's over—that's a pretty bold statement. So yeah. we we don't we don't like that kind of uh, statement. <laughs> hey,
1: everything in life is a challenge, and and that's yeah. all good. So let me ask you this question, and this is something that a lot of people like to gloss over, especially when it comes to uh, people that sell, you know, make money online and blogging and all this kind of stuff. You sell this dream lifestyle, um, but mm-hmm. you you you're you've become relatively pretty successful online and and pretty well known for what you 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 are what you believe and all that stuff now mm-hmm. in the process of going from where you had a, a ton of debt uh, to getting rid of that debt to being able to travel I can only imagine that there were some adjustments that w- were necessary um, what kind of adjustments did you have to make in order to get to that point where you can say okay I'm free of of that debt that we had before and now we can move on to the next phase in life
0: uh, well basically everything Leslie mm-hmm. like every you're, you're you live a life you build a life based on a certain amount of decisions and a certain amount of like values that you hold mm-hmm. you have to essentially change most of that in order to redefine your life now that that's that's the real answer the real answer is we had to change almost everything the specific answer is first our concept of what we needed versus what we wanted mm. in our life one's versus needs i find is the biggest biggest platform uh for people to make a change you know uh, we won't get too into world statistics but uh-huh. uh i think it's you know a billion people live on less than 2 dollars it used to be 1 dollar but whatever a billion people live on less than 2 dollars a day and that's the statistic that i kind of used as myself to realize like okay what can we do could we live in an rv and tour around the country could mm. we um sell everything we own and live out of a backpack could we get by with less. So it's like, uh, I just recorded a podcast about this. It was uh, about flexibility in what you need to live your life and flexibility in your attitude. And most of us, that's the very first barrier. Mm. We have to have a certain amount of comfort in a certain suburban lifestyle. And I'll just blame suburbia right now. Cause it's <laughs> easiest. You know what I mean when yes, I say that?
1: Uh, yes, indeed. We have to
0: have this certain lifestyle as a bottom, as the absolute lowest place that we'll go. And as such, we have a lot of effort and time and energy it takes to maintain that. So Courtney and I had to break ourselves of that and go, we need to set a new bottom, a new base for what we really need in life. And then we need to um, start to live at that lifestyle so that we have much more margin in our life to do things. At first that margin was monetarily, right? We, yeah. because we lowered our expenses and we, and we had a more margin to be able to pay off our debt. And then later that margin came in time because we weren't working all the time because we didn't need the money to keep up with this crazy lifestyle. I could invest hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into a website that wasn't paying me any money, mm. right? For 18 months that yeah. didn't pay me yeah. almost any money. So, but I was only able to take that time off and invest that time into the website because we started that snowball of um, lowering our expenses, paying off our debt to have less even less expenses, and we started to get more margin in our life so that was the first thing that we had to reset in our head is what do we need versus what do we want mm-hmm. and the and the second thing I had to get was a tremendous amount of um, confidence in you know our ability to as a family, I guess, uh, and in myself, the confidence that I could we could go out and make it happen. If we had to get a, a, base, a, a basic wage job when we were traveling, if we had to stop for three months and work a basic job to save up money, that's what we would do. Yeah, If we had to... Um, get through this hurdle together that's what we would do because we were getting through it together as a family and that takes a tremendous amount of confidence in yourself a, a level of confidence that i just didn't have in yeah. my life okay. because i was following these other series of steps and so i i myself didn't have to be confident all i had to do was do what everyone told me going through college and i would be okay but when you're sort of cutting your teeth and making it on your own Now I feel so much more flexible and confident because I feel like no matter what situation comes up, I I can – have a head start in adapting not that I'm perfect at everything but I can have a head start because of how flexible my life is now
1: does that make sense those oh, it, two it, things? it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense and you know what it doesn't sound very glamorous not always it's not always very glamorous but sometimes you just gotta do what you need to do you need to make the adjustments that are necessary in order to accomplish the bigger goal if your goal is to have you know, a, a really nice car and a really nice house and that's all you can see right now you might make decisions that are you know using credit card debt and all these types of things um, to accomplish those goals but you're not ac- really accomplishing the, the, the major goals that you have for yourself. Um, so it, it, sometimes it takes that investment of time, of energy, the sacrifice and all those things and I think that's something that we really need to emphasize as we're uh, broadcasting to the world and showing what is possible, also showing what is smart and what are the logical steps that you need to take in order to accomplish those goals? Absolutely. Now, now, let's talk a little bit about your business, because I think you've, you've been doing a lot of impressive stuff online. You have your blog at Man Versus Debt. Can you explain to me the structure of your business in terms of how you how you are able to turn it into a business and what that business is?
0: Um, if I knew the exact structure of my business, I'd be more than willing to share it with you. (laughs) No, I'm joking. So the basics of it are man versus debt grew to a point of when I was blogging about my story and trying to help as many people as possible Uh to where I had people that were asking me for more intense information. I mean, this is very basic stuff. I was sharing my journey and what I was learning for free, but I realized that there was a avenue to package this together in a more like advanced way. Uh And a small percentage of my audience would willingly opt in to that more advanced content and that I would be able to charge money for that. So okay. man versus Dead, I started monetizing through affiliates, which would mean that I would recommend somebody. If you're looking for something, this is the person I recommend. Uh-huh. I did like one affiliate every three to six months. Oh, like, okay. I, was, I did not plaster my blog with affiliates and just start, you know, recommending all these different services. I recommended just a few and um, made my first amount of money in that. But now, okay, my, wait, before you my, move
1: on from there, um, yeah. because this is something that I also, I believe in not promoting a whole bunch of stuff. And why sure. why did you make that decision to do that?
0: Because I care about my readers. Mm. And um, so I, I was careful to realize that, I could be of more service to my readers if I had a sustainable business. Gotcha. Right? Yep. Like if I can make a living, I can dedicate myself to being more helpful. So I understood that dynamic. But at the same time, it just never felt right to have like one post a week about reviewing a credit card. Yeah. Okay? yeah First of yeah. all, I don't use credit cards. I'm, I'm against the credit card industry. Mm-hmm. So I've never reviewed and never will review a single credit card on Man Versus Dead, even though that's the single most profitable thing I could do tomorrow to make money. Like if I just started reviewing credit cards, it's a, it's an insanely profitable industry because yeah. of the type of industry it is. Uh-huh. So I had to look at myself and say, what, what am I recommending to my readers and what am I suggesting and what do I really have my heart behind? So there are a few things that I've recommended, but all of them are things that I actually use or that have changed my life. It's and, kind and of that the, you believe in. Yeah, believe in. And something that I believe that the far majority of my readers would have an interest in, not that the far majority of my readers are going to buy yeah. if, it's, if it costs money. Uh, but that they're going to have an interest in and that's going to improve their life. And if you're really honest with yourself as a business person, there aren't that many things that you can refer to your audience that's really going to improve their life. There are some though and those are wheelhouse and those are things that you, you can genuinely go to sleep at night feeling good about saying that I know that this is great because I use it all the time. Uh, but it just didn't – it just didn't fit for my monetization model. Some people gotcha. like, you know, run review sites and and do a lot more heavy affiliate marketing and i can respect that as a business model, but it didn't feel right for my personal blog about debt and yeah. finance. Yeah. And the best strategy for me to say was, here's my own i'm going to one up the affiliate world. Here's my own content. You know, here's my own philosophy. Here's my own course on debt, or I have an ebook on selling your things, or I have a, a, a seminar or something that I'm going to or speaking on business, and and here's my here's my content, the things that I've done, the talks that I've given, the books that I've written felt a lot more genuine to my particular model. So that's why I chose to go into that.
1: Gotcha. So, so one of the really valuable things that I pulled out of that is you value your audience. It's not just that you're trying to make money. It's not that you're trying to just sell as much as you can so that you can you know, pay, pay your debt or anything of that. sort. Um, yeah, but yes. it's, it's that you really value the people, the individuals. Um, we, we, we tend to lump all of our blog readers together in one big group, but you value the individuals and you want to make sure that you're giving them something that's going to help them. And that's, that's a concept that I talk about all the time in terms of growing an authority blog. It's not just about making money with that blog, but it's about pr- providing value to your audience. And it seems like that's exactly what you subscribe to, and I'm, I'm so glad to see that. You yeah. s- you started with affiliate marketing because I mean, relatively speaking, it's easy. It's easy to do,
0: right? Yeah, it you was know. easy. It was way easier than spending six months writing my first ebook, right? Like it's, it's exactly. It doesn't take that creative energy out of you. Somebody else has produced something great. You already love it. You just recommend it, and it becomes it's a it's a great way for people to get started if they can t- if they keep it to doing genuine products they really yeah. like and that their readers are going to benefit from. It's a great way to get started.
1: And how did that help you when it came to making your own products?
0: Uh, well, first of all, again, it gave me the confidence that, Hey, somebody is going to intentionally click through and sign up for this under me because they want to help me.
1: Yeah. So yeah. many
0: people did the product and services helped those people. But the reason they use my link is because I had spent years investing in a, re- in a relationship with them on the internet. Gotcha. So, um, it gave me the confidence to go, Oh, there are people in my community that are looking for more resources. So what is the number one way I can help? This particular set of people. Uh And at the time it was a, my very first ebook was a financial ebook, which is no longer available called unautomate your finances. Mm -hmm. And it was my very first publication on that. And then again, I started sharing the list of my possessions online. So I, I shared a, a an itemized list of everything we owned with pictures of everything we owned and it and people went crazy Leslie they like really liked this concept and it really stretched them and it, it generated great discussion and so why, I said, why do you
1: why do you think that's the case why do you think it resonated with them so much?
0: Because it's uh it's such a big underlying issue in our culture. Uh-huh. Everyone, almost everyone can look around their house and go, Oh my God, like put their hand in their head or, you know, their hand down in their head down in their hand rather, <laughs> and just be like, Oh my God, like, don't talk to me about my garage. Don't talk to me about my junk drawer. Don't talk to me about my car being messy. Like it's just all around us as a culture and people could identify with it very, very quickly when we put pictures up and they also like the transparency, right? They got to see mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of our stuff. And so they've immediately felt like they, they could know and trust us more, which is true because exactly. we really were showing all of our stuff. Like <laughs> there's a little bit of a uh, trust that goes into that. Um, and so, but out of that, I was going to say came people w- kept asking me the same questions. How do I, create this what do i sell on ebay what do i sell on craigslist what do i all these questions about getting rid of their stuff when i started talking about that so i decided to make an 80,000 word ebook about the process of of selling your crap and i called it sell your crap and that that was me then the first start of my real business you know like the first ebook you release yeah yeah um, a, a couple hundred people downloaded it it gave me a lot of confidence like i said it helped but sell your crap is really the first time where i knocked it out of the park with something where i really helped a group of people with something. Something very specific and something they were willing to pay for. And then my kind of mind opened up to the possibilities. Like I created a genuine audience. I actually helped them with something at a price that makes sense for them and people are buying it. And then I was like, Oh, my God, I'm running a business like this yeah, is yeah. not a blog anymore. It's a business. And from there, that was really the, the, the turning point for my business a couple of years ago.
1: And you can tell because it's opened up a number of opportunities for you. I mean, I see that you did a TED talk on selling your crap, paying off your debt and doing what you love. So it seems as if that concept has really resonated with a lot of people.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I guess it's it's also, it resonates with me and other people, right? Yes, so it's that yes, convergence. I'm yes. not only looking for the business opportunity, like, oh, how can I get these people? I'm saying I, that's something that was very genuine to my own story. And I think my own story is what really makes people have that trust to not only know that I know what I'm talking about, but also say that, well, if I'm going to Participate in this, I want to buy it from Adam Baker.
1: Yes, yes. Because
0: I trust Adam Baker and I've been following him for two years. Rather than I'm going to buy some spammy how to make money on eBay uh, download from some site I have no idea who it is and who has a pop up the first thing that I come onto their site or whatever. Is an example of whatever you want to use. So the, that building of the trust was really important to my business. I think that's why I've gotten more opportunities that have come out of it.
1: Definitely. And you know, w- one of the important things in there, I think, is that your personality was in there. It was genuine. It was you. And what I love about that is the fact that you are different from everyone else. Every person that's listening to this podcast episode right now is different from every other person in the world. So uh, the yep. more you infuse your personality into your blog, the more you stand apart from everyone else. And I see how you've used that to to grow that audience and to build a loyal following. And now, I mean, if you were to kind of change gears a little bit and go and do something else, people will still follow you because they know, like, and trust you, they like what you're doing, and they believe in the concept that you talk about.
0: Sure. And I, I heard a great quote about that, Leslie. says, like, you're, you're unlikely to ever be the best at something in particular, mm-hmm. like the best in the world or the best that ever has been in something very particular. You're unlikely to also be able to deliver things the cheapest as a solopreneur, yeah, prene- yeah. right? You're not going to compete with Walmart exactly. on just sheer price, but there's one asset that you do have and that no one is you better than yourself, right? Exactly. And I think that's I, <laughs> I butchered the quote, but that's the sentiment of That is of exactly the, quote, the concept. Is that- yeah. You, you, your biggest asset is you, the fact that you're you. So don't compete on price. Don't compete on, I know more about eBay than anybody in the world. Cause I don't, I'm not, it's not the cheapest ebook ever created on eBay. Uh, but it's delivered in my style. It's delivered in a way where I've researched hundreds of people who have, who I've tried to help with this issue and people like that. It comes from that angle. Just like you said, so that's where you compete. You can just compete with the world at being with yourself, and and you'll always have the upper hand.
1: Awesome. You know we could stop this interview right here, and if they just hold, if my audience just held on to that point, it would be so worth it. But we're not going to stop <laughs> it right here because we have something even more exciting to talk about. I saw, I think I saw a tweet, Yarrow uh, Yarrow Starak tweeted about something that you were doing, and I went and I checked it out, and I came to a Kickstarter page, and I saw a project that you're working on called I'm Fine, Thanks, and it blew me away, because it's something that I haven't seen before, how did you come up with this, well, first of all, what is the concept It's a documentary
0: really. That's the best way to sum it up. We decided, uh, my partner and I, Grant Peel, who's the director of the film. Um, and he's just my partner in the film. Like we're friends and we, we wanted to work on something together Uh and he's a filmmaker at heart, but he hasn't, uh, fully manifested his filmmaking destiny, if you will, it will be a little dramatic (laughs) with me, but he's a filmmaker at heart and was, was just basically chomping at the bit to get out and do his, his first major project. And, um, And I always am interested in new mediums and I'm a big fan of documentaries in general, like just movies, video documentary. I love that medium, but have, have yet to really utilize it in my business. And we were talking and talking and, and both have had this, this issue of complacency affect us in our lives. And we said, what if we just did a documentary on this issue of complacency? Uh Why as adults, we so easily give up our childhood dreams and opt into that default path. And I already talked to you about how Courtney and I felt we were on the default path. Grant felt the same way. He had been putting off making being a filmmaker basically because he had a certain list of responsibilities he was checking off that were given to him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's a very broad generalization, but that's how he felt too. And um, so we said, let's do a documentary. Let's break free. Let's, you know, go out and and do something amazing and let's just do it on this issue. You know, let's not do it on something else. Let's do it on this very issue of why we do this as a culture and why we encourage each other. And best of all, let's go interview 60 people you know, it, it grew over time. It started <laughs> off as 10. Now It turned into more than 60. Let's do a road trip across the U S where we interview people about their stories because our stories, like I'm flattered when someone says, Oh, your story inspired me. But I realized that my story is one of the weaker ones in the grand scheme of all of these stories across the United States. Uh-huh. Right. So we went across the U S we talked to 60 people, over 60 people, um, about their stories. Uh, some of them were experts. Some of them were people that were stuck in complacency or had just gotten out of a complacent situation had changed their life, redefined their life. And we just interviewed them about this concept. And um, it was a crazy six weeks. It was a team of five that went around the country, a documentary team of five. I was one of them, drove around the country. And uh, now we're back in the studio finishing up the film and we're calling it I'm Fine Thanks to reflect sort of the, the default malaise that our culture seems to have around this issue we get to a certain point on the comfort scale if you will uh-huh. and then we just kind of give up we kind of just settle in and try to you know all right let's 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 set it to cruise control for the next 40 years <laughs> and uh that didn't really make sense to the team and we wanted to try to tell this story through the stories of others that we met across the country so that's our goal it's a documentary on the on that very issue and it's uh, hopefully coming out not hopefully it will premiere in July uh-huh. and be released to the public later on in July so it's it's a lot of work Leslie but it's been really fulfilling
1: oh I can imagine it's a lot of work I made I've made some little tiny little videos short movies here and there and it took so many so much time so I can imagine that this took a lot of time now I see a number of people on here that are, I'm familiar with but I also see a number of people that I've never heard about um, I see Derek Halpern he's been on the show before I see Pat Flynn, he's been on this show before. Um, mm-hmm. I see people like Lewis Howes and Chris Gullible and uh, I, all of, a, a number of these people I've heard of, but a number of them I've never heard of. How did you yeah. guys go about choosing who was going to be a part of this documentary?
0: Well, those are just the experts that we have listed that you're reading off to. That doesn't include any of the stories. So we have like dozens and dozens of like every day, I guess every day is not the right word, but dozens and dozens of stories of people as well. But for the experts and the stories, we put a call out to the community the man versus debt community. Um, many of the experts are friends of mine. Okay. Like I don't have any problems saying that, you know what I mean? Like I reached out to the yeah, people yeah, that I knew were influential, that were smart, that could make this documentary better. Um, along the way, we also pinged our community. So i sent a post out on man versus dead and I said, we're going to film this thing. We have a submission form. We got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people uh-huh. that submitted to this form to want to be interviewed and involved in the project. Uh-huh. So I guess my advice there is to build your platform right before you need it. Like that, that crucial business advice I was able, we were able to source the people for this documentary very quickly because we had an existing community on man
1: versus debt. Definitely. And I, and I had
0: dozens of connections to influential people because of, blogging and versus debt for four years, people that I've known for years now. And, um, so it was, and then the other criteria is we had almost no notice. We were going only six weeks and we had very, very short timeframes when we had to interview people. So there were probably a hundred people, Leslie, that I would have liked to see on the road uh-huh. that for some reason or another scheduling fell through and we just didn't have the flexibility. My wife was seven months pregnant. Uh, going eight months pregnant, and so we had a very specific time frame. We have to get this done by. We don't have the luxury of taking longer like, I have to get back to, to have our second child. And, um, and Grant was away from his family as well. He has got two young boys and one of the members of the team is also married. And And so we were away from our families. We weren't going to sit around in New York for three extra days to coordinate around somebody's schedule. So it was sort of destiny in bringing together the schedules. It was existing connections and the existing, uh, network of amazing community at man
1: versus Death. Okay, so now, if you were to describe the the ideal, perfect result of launching this documentary, um, what would that be? Like, why should why should someone watch it? Number one, and what would your ideal result be?
0: why someone should watch it. Someone should watch it because they know that there's something better that they can have in their life. And they know there's a, there's a lifestyle that could be a little bit more in line with their values, but they just need kind of a, a a kick in the butt to be able to go do that. Uh Uh, They need stories and examples of people doing it. They need a, they need a rallying call. So we, so in in, in transitioning to what we hope comes from the film, we hope that this film is a rallying call Mm -hmm. for people. Um, Uh, most of us can't say that a specific tweet or a specific blog post changed our life. They may have helped change our life, Uh but like, I can't remember a tweet that has changed my life. I can tell you movies and documentaries and books that have changed my life Uh for sure. So rather than just trying to write a really passionate blog post, we said, let's, let's go balls to the wall. Let's go all out and create this documentary. And with on a 70, 80, 90 minute journey together, we can get really, we can get across a message on a, on a much deeper level than I ever could with a blog post or a tweet. And so that's what we want to do. We want to take people on a journey when they come out the other side. The one thing we want them to do is take action, some sort of action in their life that is going to realign their dreams and their passions they've been putting off with the life that they're currently living. So that doesn't mean Leslie that we're suggesting everyone quits their jobs and starts a blog, (laughs) right? This is not the quit your job and start a blog documentary. It's the, if you, if, if you employee is where you need to be and where you want to be to live a fulfilling life, then just make sure you're the right employee at the right company. That's a fulfilling experience for you. So it's all about choosing, taking action to choose that life that you want to live. And if, if, if at the end of the documentary people go, well, that was a good documentary. Uh, that was fun. Okay, <laughs> what's next? Then we will have failed as filmmakers. Mm-hmm. If we only entertain, we will have failed. If, if, we re, if by watching the documentary somebody takes a specific action to realign their life with, with the dream that they've been putting off, that's when we'll have succeeded. And the 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 gin, Leslie, the big win is if we can be entertaining when we do that, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah gonna, of course. Because then we're going to share it with more people. The best of um, both worlds. But if you told me your documentary is boring as hell, but I went out and I changed my life because of it, I'm going to say good. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I think that we are on to something where we can do both. We can entertain with the stories and the road trip that we t- that took, the people that we met, um, and we can also through those people's stories affect change and be kind of like a rallying call for a community of people that want to want kind of redefine their life.
1: Now, you, you know why I love this so much? And my, my audience knows that I don't promote a bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason, wh- I saw Yaro tweet about it today and instantly I contacted you And instantly I scheduled this interview, and that was a few hours ago. I've never done an interview on such short notice, but I'm so (laughs) passionate about this concept because I remember when I first went to college and I was just wasting my time just just doing whatever I wanted to do, not knowing what was out there, not knowing what was possible. And for some reason, I slipped onto a book, and the name of that book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And yep. when I read that book, that book opened up my eyes. It changed my life. It gave me a new drive, a new, a new, a, a new awareness of what was possible. And as a result of that, I've started pursuing much more. Now, as yep. you mentioned, it's not necessarily about quitting a job or anything like that. I'm a university professor, um, and <laughs> that's, that's something that I'm passionate about. But I also know that there's more out there, and that's why I've built the businesses that I've built online, and that's why I'm doing everything that I'm doing today. And when I saw this, I thought to myself, this is something that I need to support. This is something that I need to try to get into as many hands as possible. This is something that I need to get students from the university together and put them in front of a screen, have them watch this, and realize that there's much more out there than than just being complacent and accepting accepting what everyone else is doing. Because if you do what everyone else is doing, you're gonna get exactly what everyone else is getting. So I wanna yep. I wanna well first of all I wanna applaud you guys for taking the effort. Thank you. It's very
0: flattering. You're being very flattering. Thank you so much. But uh, we
1: really appreciate it. I am so serious about this though because I seriously think that it has the ability to change lives. And and whatever I can do to let more people see this I, I almost feel as if it's my duty my responsibility to do it um, and I want to encourage well first of all I'll encourage you guys as you're, you're, you're going through this process of putting everything together finalizing everything um, because July is in two months so I know you guys are going to be hustling um, two months are you serious no I'm just <laughs> joking <laughs> oh shoot I, I better I get to work right <laughs> oh gosh yeah um, gotta go but yeah so encourage you guys but I want to encourage anyone that's listening to this I'm, I'm going to include a link to the Kickstarter campaign so that they can go and check it out and see why I'm so excited about it. But not just that to watch that documentary when it comes out, to share it with as many people as possible so that other people can have that same kind of experience that I had when I was in college um, wasting time fooling around and w- reading, and eventually reading that book. I want as many people as possible to have that experience. Um, so I, I just want to encourage anyone that's listening, and, and they know I don't promote stuff like this, but to, to check it out, to, to get it, to share it, to do whatever it is you need to do to get this out there so that we can continue to change this world that we live in so hey thank you adam for everything you guys are doing
0: well thank you leslie like i said being very kind and i appreciate you having me on for this discussion it's been it's been a blast thank you
1: awesome last words Anything, if someone is listening to this right now and they have been complacent, someone is listening to this right now and they've been thinking, and the, the reason why they're listening to this podcast, and if you know who you are, if I'm speaking to you right now, the reason why they're listening to this podcast is because they've started to think, hmm, maybe there is something more out there, and I don't know exactly what that is. What is your, word of, your last words to that person?
0: My last words would be the first step, if you know there's something better but you can't quite put your finger on what it is, is to uh, change your lifestyle as much as possible that when you do realize what that is, that you'll be able to adapt to that, right? We talked about that a little bit uh, in the beginning. So if you can, take take steps to lower Your, you're just, you're living your lifestyle, your lifestyle and all make it more free. If you're overcommitted in your time, back away from some of those commitments. If you're overcommitted in your finances, if you have too much debt, start paying down your debt, start making your commitment there. Because what that did for me is it made me full enough that when an opportunity came up, that was awesome. That I knew that was in a lot more in line with my values that I knew I wanted to do. I was able to jump on it while when I was in debt and too busy to do anything else and too distracted to have a real relationship, whatever the, the symptoms were, I couldn't adjust to anything. So I would say default towards simplicity and flexibility mm. and then spend, your, spend the extra resources that you have figuring out what really makes you come alive and take steps to do that.
1: I love it. If someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that or to keep track of what you're doing? Where should I send them?
0: Probably still man versus debt. So that's man vs debt. Man versus debt. dot com, and my email is baker at man versus debt. Pretty simple.
1: Awesome. And I'm going to include a link to the Kickstarter campaign in the show notes. Um, I'm also going to make a short URL. So if you go to Leslie dot com slash I'm fine. Thanks. I'm fine. Thanks. Um, just as if it's one word, it's going to direct you to that kickstarter campaign so you can check it out you can watch the trailer i'm also going to embed can i embed this trailer yeah yeah you
0: can it's got my face on the first 90 seconds but if people will put up with that you can embed it uh and just so you know leslie we're also uploading it to youtube soon without the little kickstarter introduction so i can send that to you as well (laughs) okay so
1: i will i will embed that youtube version of that video into the post so thank you so much for joining me adam Thank you, Leslie. Not a problem. Hey, guys, I want to invite you to go over to the site. Uh, Just go to learningwithleslie.com versus, I mean, slash, versus, slash, I'm fine, thanks. I'm fine, thanks. One word. Um, I want to let you know that this program, as usual, is brought to you by becomeablogger.com. Head on over there and check out the 10 free videos that will show you exactly how to set your blog up. Start this process that we talk about in terms of authority blogging, so that you can get your blog out there. You can start uh, influencing people and doing it the right way. I also want to remind you, blog world. Actually, if you're listening to this when this is posted, we're in blog world right now. I'm there. Adam is there. We're having a good time, and we're going to be sharing. I'm going to be sharing a lot of stuff that's happening there over at the blog at becomeablogger.com/blog. Um, so make sure to check that out. Uh, Let's see. Anything else I got to say on this episode? I I don't think so. I think that's it. So um, until next time, you know what to do. Well, if you have a question, comment, suggestion, come back to the blog, leave your question, comment, suggestion, or call the hotline and I will play the number at the end. So until next time, take care and God bless.